So family, good morning. Uh, I always say it, but it's, it's such an amazing privilege. What an what a honor it is to, to share the word of God this morning. And may every word that I speak this morning glorify God and may it stir your hearts to boldly proclaim the kingdom wherever you go. We are currently busy with a sermon series called Walk the Talk. Jesus not only said that he is the way, the truth, and the life, but he lived it every single second of every single day. And as I prepared for this, this, this sermon this morning, I thought, yeah, I, I need a, a wonderful introduction, and I, I couldn't get something better than the following scripture, and that's 1 John 2 verse 6, which says, Whoever says that he abides in him, that is in Jesus, ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. Wow, what an incredible responsibility. I would say that's quite heavy. It's weighty. And something we cannot do without the power, the empowerment of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Last week, uh, Harry shared beautifully on why it is important to, to follow Jesus, that it's in Jesus that we find our purpose. It's in Jesus, in and through Jesus, that our relationship with God the Father is restored. It's reconciled. And it's then that the Holy Spirit starts transforming us more and more into the likeness of Jesus Christ, that we are able to reflect the character of God wherever we go, whether it's in our job, whether it's in our marriage, whether it's at school, wherever we go, we are created to reflect the glory, the character of Christ, and thus worshiping God in everything that we do. If we miss this, we miss the mark completely. We miss our overarching purpose in life. It's also when we've chosen to follow Jesus that the fruit of the Spirit starts to become a natural outflow of our relationship with Jesus Christ. And love, joy, peace, patience, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, humility, and self-control becomes more evident in our lives. Can I just see by the show of hands, who needs more of these godly qualities in their lives? Yes, please, I do, most definitely. And more importantly, who, who do you know in your life that needs these qualities in their life? And, and husbands, please don't nod yes to this question if you're looking at your wife. If you want to enjoy the rest of your Sunday, don't do that, all right? Okay. One of our core values at Every Nation is discipleship. We believe that discipleship is a call to to follow Jesus, to, to fish for people, and a call to have fellowship. That is the core value that follows evangelism, and evangelism follows lordship. And we believe that these cannot be separated. Walk the talk. So just in case you were wondering what the, the message is this morning, it is fish for people. A call far greater than we could have ever have imagined. Our scripture reading this morning is going to be from 2 Corinthians 5. And I'm going to read from verse 1. So if you have your Bible, please open to 2 Corinthians 
chapter 5, verse 1, and then I'm going to read verse 14, and then 17 to 20. But before we do that, let's just pray. Holy Spirit, you are so welcome this morning, and I ask that you will search our hearts. Father, where there's barriers that make us neglect the call to fish for people and reflect your character and share the love that we find in you, Father, I pray that you will come and expose that in our lives, Lord Jesus. It's only you that deserve the glory, Father. We were made to glorify you, Father, and help us to do that in our daily life, Jesus, amen. I'm going to read from verse 1, so you can follow. For we know that if the tent that is our earthly home is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Hallelujah. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, verse 14, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. It's out of these scriptures that I would like to, there's, there's a few key scriptures that I would like to, to focus on this morning. That um, There's three important points that will help us realize why it is important for us to fish for people. Why it is important to, to share the gospel, the truth, a truth that cannot be kept to ourselves. The first point that I would like to make is from verse 1, eternally in the heavens. This earth is not our own. We tend to focus so much on the earth, on the physical, what the eye sees, that we forget that one day we will close our eyes to this world. Not one of us sitting here is not going to see a physical death. But hallelujah, John 8, 51 says, Jesus says, Truly, truly, those who keep my word will never see death. Jesus is not speaking about a physical death. In 2020, when, when, when COVID started, um, I, was, I was really feeling anxious. And, and I went to sit down and started reading from, our, from the word and ask God to show me some, some promises in his word that will just calm my mind and, and so that I can take the, the thought of anxiety captive. And I read Psalm 127 verse 1, which says, Unless the Lord builds the house, those who, labor, those who build labor in vain, unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. And the thought that came to mind was, what house would God possibly be interested in building apart from the kingdom of heaven? You see, when Jesus started his ministry in, in Matthew 4, we, we read that when Jesus started it in Matthew 4, verse 17, you can go read it at home. 
When Jesus started, he said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So Jesus is saying, listen, repent, change your mind, change your wicked ways, your sinful way of thinking and living, and realize that there's a kingdom, a rule, an authority that cannot be shaken. Jesus is speaking about his rule, his authority, his sovereignty. I just love the way that the Amplified Version puts it. From that time, Jesus began to preach and say, repent, change your inner self, your old way of thinking, regret past sins, live your life in a way that proves repentance, see God's purpose for your life, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Or how about 1 John 2, verse 15 to 17. Do not love the world or the things of this world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh, the desires of the eyes and the pride of life is not from the Father, but is from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires, but whoever does the will of God abides forever. Matthew 6.33, Jesus himself said, but above all these things, be concerned with what? The kingdom of God and his righteousness. Jesus is our righteousness. And if we have chosen to follow Jesus, we need to be concerned with the kingdom of heaven. Our top priority should be the kingdom of heaven. Is the reason why we are so anxious most of the time that we have come to love the kingdoms of this world above the kingdom of heaven. My second point that I would like to take out of uh, today's scripture is that we are a new creation. Verse 17, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed. Behold, the new has come. It's interesting also to note that when Jesus before he started his ministry, he was, he was baptized by John the Baptist. Um, the Spirit of God descended on Jesus, and he was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. And what did, what did Satan do? First of all, if you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. And again, if you are the Son of God, command, or, or sorry, um, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you. And then he went on and said, if you will bow down and worship me, I will give you all the kingdoms of this world, what the eye sees, and its glory. There is a glory in this world, but it's not from the Father. And it's God that deserves all the glory. The manifest beauty of his holiness You see, if we doubt our identity, we doubt our life purpose to glorify God in everything that we do. And then we struggle to worship Jesus with all that we have. And that could be work, that could be your marriage, that could be school, that could be friends. Wherever we find our identity in, we tend to worship that. But it's only when we find, when we choose to follow Jesus and we find our identity in our Creator, it's then that we are restored into our identity, our original intent, intended um, purpose for life, where we reflect God in everything that we do. 
And the Holy Spirit guides us that every act of our being becomes worship unto God. Jesus responded so brilliantly. Man shall not live on bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Oh, um, John, but if, if you are a child of God, would you really struggle in business this month? Um, would your wife struggle with her back? Um, would, it, would it, you know, all things might seem to go wrong. And Satan will come and say, listen here, are you really a child of God? And then we need to keep following Jesus and make sure that we proclaim the word of God to our thought life. The third point that I would like to take from verse 19 to 20 is that is in Christ was reconciling the word, the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against him and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors of Christ. God making his appeal through us. Can everyone say us? Okay. Who is this us Paul is speaking about? Is it not the one who has decided to follow Jesus wholeheartedly? We have decided, Jesus, you are the supreme rule and authority of my life. Jesus, I've given up control. It's a handover of ownership. Jesus, you take control. Holy Spirit, please guide me to walk as you walked. And what happens then? Repent for the kingdom of heaven is hand. Jesus called his first disciples and he said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Obviously men and women. Well, ladies, you're not excused. God's making his appeal through us. Everyone who has decided to follow Jesus. An urgent, a heartfelt request that we share the gospel to those we come in contact with. We were given the responsibility to share the good news. We cannot just expect Jonathan and the elders and, and some of our leaders to, to go and proclaim the gospel because there's, there's places we just can't be where you are at. You have a specific gifting and ability and resources and you are in the job that you are in to be the salt and the light that God has called you to be. It's in this knowledge that we understand that, or we experience a peace that surpasses understanding. And as we start bearing fruit for people to see around us that Jesus is indeed a living God, that we experience a joy also that surpasses understanding. Is it not the thing of beauty when you, when you have someone that you help follow Jesus more closely? When you, when you see in front of your eyes how that person changes, how the Holy Spirit starts transforming that person more and more into the likeness of Jesus Christ. There's, you know, nothing on earth can compare to that joy which you experience when you see a person wholeheartedly start following Jesus Christ. That is the, the joy that Jesus speaks about when we are obedient to the will of God, 
that His joy might be in us and that joy will complete us. In closing this morning, I want to I wanna read a, a quote from, from Rice Brooks in his, his book that he wrote, The Human Right, to know Jesus Christ and to make Him known. He quoted Matthew 5, 16. Is it on the, the screen? Yes. Let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. And he said this, to lack a sense of urgency in this calling is to evidence some doubt about its truth and therefore its power and primacy. That is why many have opted for social justice campaigns that have no reference to the gospel, substituting God's truth for their own wisdom. Now is no time to perpetuate that catastrophic mistake. You see, if we believe that we are the salt and the light of this earth, then we might as well act like that. As following Jesus overflowed into a love in your life that you want to share the gospel, the good news, and be the minister of reconciliation everywhere that you go. Ephesians 2 verse 10 says that we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God has prepared before and that we should walk in them. We have a choice every day. We can either choose to bear fruit and walk in the works that God has prepared for us, or we can neglect it. It's when we choose to follow Jesus that we are reconciled with God, we become a child of God. Our identity is restored, filled with created purpose to reflect God's glory wherever we go and be the ambassador of Christ, which we were called to do. And, you know, the, the, the flesh has many objections. Yeah, I'm too busy. Um, you know, John, I'm just not an evangelist. I'm, you know, I'm, yeah, I don't know how I can be this, the salt and the light. But there are people in your life that needs Jesus desperately. And you walk where the other person cannot. And you might be the only chance that day that that person can experience Jesus. So we need to take this call seriously. On the face of the earth, there is no one like you. Just say it to yourself quickly. There is no one like you. No one with your gifting, your abilities, your resources, the way that you smile, the way that you laugh, hey, even the way that you sneeze, there's no one like you. And just, just my thought is that, you know, we are so diverse um, with so different personalities and, and giftings, but not only one person can reflect Jesus by himself. We are all needed in the body of Christ to reflect the image of God, of Christ. And that is why we need to take it seriously. And we do that by walking as Jesus did in word and deed. I want to challenge you this week that 
you ask the Holy Spirit to show you someone in your life that, that needs Jesus desperately, that needs the good news. Start building a relationship with that person. Start praying that the Holy Spirit will soften that person's heart. And I can promise you that the Holy Spirit will provide an opportunity where you are able to share that good news with that person. But the responsibility is that we should, we could, we must walk in that responsibility. Let's close our eyes. Jesus, I want to thank you for for setting the perfect example, Father, of how we should lay our lives down, Father. And it's at the death of us, Father, that we experience true living. And when we look at your love, Jesus, and we experience your love, it's then that we cannot help but but overflow in in fruit bearing that, that glorifies your name, Jesus. And I ask that you will show us people in our lives. I trust that there will come a name into your thoughts, that person that needs Jesus desperately. Don't you want to give that person a call this this week? Go have a coffee. Um, Share what Christ has done in your life. This morning, I also want to ask that if you have never chosen to to follow Jesus wholeheartedly, don't you want to make that decision today to fall back into your restored identity and your created purpose? Maybe you're wondering what is life's purpose all about, but the good news is that Jesus can show you what life is all about, and that is to glorify His name. Everyone's eyes are closed. And if you want to make that decision, don't you want to raise your hand this morning and say, Jesus, I I want to follow you. I want to be restored in my identity and in my life purpose so that I can bear fruit that glorifies your name. Is there anyone that, that, that needs to make that decision this morning? Thank you, Jesus. Then I accept that everyone here has chosen to follow Jesus. The other prayer that I want to pray this morning is that maybe you have accepted Jesus. You have chosen to follow him. But the things of this world, the, the glory of this kingdom has become more important than using your gifting and your abilities to glorify Jesus. And Jesus started his ministry and he said, in both instances, we need to repent. You see, when, when truth, when we hear the truth, we can either accept it and make it part of our lives and we can live in victory and freedom that is available to us. But if we neglect and if we, and if we turn our backs on that truth, it's then that we just follow something different to what Jesus said we should follow. Jesus, help us to follow you more closely, Father, that we'll walk the way you did. Lord, I want to repent for for sometimes being so busy, Father, that we forget it's all about your kingdom and your glory, Jesus. Lord, I pray that you will, through your Holy Spirit, 
We cannot do this without you, Holy Spirit. And I ask that you will empower every person sitting here, Father, that we will realize how important it is to fish for people, to share the gospel, Father, because we reflect your character to people, Father. We don't reflect it to nature. Nature already glorifies your name, but we need to reflect it to the people around us. So lay that person on our heart that needs you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. I praise your name. Lord, I love you. And may we experience you in our daily walk that we will love you with everything that we do and every act of our being becomes worship unto you in Jesus' precious name. Amen.